France warning it will retaliate swiftly with the full backing of the European Union if the U.S. imposes tariffs on up to $2.4 billion worth of French products. The U.S. is considering 100% tariffs on French goods, including champagne, Roquefort cheese, handbags, and lipstick. Representatives from the Carolina Waterfowl Rescue in Union County are planning to send shipments of knitted nests to Australia this week. Because of the massive fires happening on the Australian continent, many animals have been impacted. Jennifer Gordon, director of the Carolina Waterfowl Rescue, spoke to WBTV. I have a hard time even looking at it and seeing the images. It's, you know, there's people that have died as well, but, you know, some of our animal species are going to be extinct after this. So it's really hard to grasp that, you know, and fathom uh, how, how big of a deal it is. She said her organization had previously collected the knitted nests during a special campaign. She said they received a surplus and are keeping thousands of the nests in a storage unit to deliver to Australia. The judge at Harvey Weinstein's sexual assault trial ordering jury selection to begin as scheduled. But before that happened, the judge in the case, James Burke, threatened to jail him for using his cell phone in the courtroom. That's a violation of court rules. Here's CBS News correspondent Matt Piper. Is this really how you want to end up in jail? The judge handed that question out to Weinstein after he scolded him for using a cell phone in the courtroom. In fact, the judge accused him of having four cell phones on him when he walked into court, handing two over to his attorney, but then using the other two while sitting waiting for the case to get underway. The judge scolded both Weinstein and his attorney, saying do it again and you'll be behind bars. Matt Piper reporting. According to a person familiar with the situation, the Carolina Panthers are completing a contract to hire Baylor's Matt Rule as the next coach. The person spoke to the AP on condition of anonymity. The Panthers have not spoken publicly about the coaching search. Bruce Farrell, NCN News. So, so hard to Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. Let's give away some tickets. Let's have more fun with the breaking news of the NFL day from earlier. Matt Rule is the new head coach of the Carolina Panthers. A guy named Joe Judge is the new head coach of the New York Giants. The Cleveland Browns continue their search. Everyone else has found its man. Ron Rivera in Washington, Mike McCarthy in Dallas, and now the former Temple and Baylor coach, very successful with turnaround jobs at both of those college stops. Matt Rule has been one of the most successful head coaches in college football over this last decade, after guys like Dabo and Nick Saban and Urban Meyer, etc. That's the upside. The downside to some? How can you assume a smooth transition for a guy who has spent 20 of the last 21 years at the college level now that he has to deal with grown men with families who some cases, in some cases, make more money than he will, although he got a heck of a deal from David Tepper. As we come to your calls and give away some Hurricanes tickets, I will have trivia. You will need to earn your tickets. Only try to win if you're available this Friday night. I am headed to PNC Arena tonight. I was there Friday and Sunday. I hope I am not turning into some kind of a bad luck charm. They lost to the Capitals, and they lost to the Lightning on Sunday as I was entertaining family and friends. I will be there tonight as the Canes host my Philadelphia Flyers. Yes, I root for the Canes. I am actually wearing a Canes pullover as I am preparing to head to PNC for that matchup between the only two hockey teams that I care about in a good way. Only try to win if you can make it there this Friday. 
as the Canes continue their seven-game homestand. The opponent will be the Arizona Coyotes. Again, don't try to win unless you're available this Friday night. As always, I send you to games in lower-level tickets. These are two lower-level seats that sometimes Darren and I use. They are really, really good. I think section 110, about midway up. So you're only a dozen or so rows from the ice. I have a trivia question that does have a hockey angle Although at first glance, and Darren, you don't even know today's trivia question. As we come to your calls, what do you think of the Matt Rule hire? What do you want to know about him? And what is your most vivid memory, good or bad, of the successful college head coach who tries to make the leap to the NFL head coach? Sad news, but history doesn't predetermine anything in this case. Steve Spurrier, Nick Saban, Butch Davis, Bobby Petrino, Mike Riley, Lou Holtz, and Chip Kelly all did good to great things in college football as head coaches. And then without an NFL background, tried to make the leap to the pro game, and it did not go well. To varying degrees, they were all flops. There are Jimmy Johnson, Barry Switzer, Pete Carroll, Bobby Ross, and other examples of success stories, but the nightmares and the failures far outnumber those success stories, and that has some Panthers fans nervous, as Matt Rule will be officially introduced soon as the new head coach of the Panthers. Quick aside, David Tepper and GM Marty Herney and other Panthers personnel went to Waco, Texas yesterday, where Baylor is based, They interviewed Matt Rule. They spent some time with his family. And one of the byproducts of that is that Matt Rule and David Tepper connected on a branch of the analytics tree. David Tepper, remember, said, I want old school discipline and principles mixed with someone willing to embrace new school metrics and analytics and numbers crunching. Ron Rivera was not that to the degree David Tepper wanted, so he sent I think the greatest Panthers head coach in history, packing. He was scooped up quickly, Rivera was, by Washington of the NFL. Matt Rule is into analytics, and another layer to that on which, according to various reporting, he connected with the owner of the Panthers. He embraced sports science during his time with the Temple Owls and the Baylor Bears. Remember, two traditionally losing programs that did great things on Matt Rule's watch. Again, from 2-10 and ten to back-to-back 10-win seasons with the Temple Owls in the American Athletic Conference, from 1-11 to an 11-1 and one regular season with the Baylor Bears of the Big 12. They did lose their final two games against tougher competition, Oklahoma and Georgia, in the postseason. Sports science, Matt Rule has tried to be ahead of the curve at the college level, and he and David Tepper connected on trying to get ahead of the curve at the NHL or NFL level as I turn to giving away NHL tickets, 1-800-849-2761. Your football comments and questions are welcome. Here is your trivia. If I started this with a Vince Carter reference, Darren, you may wonder how it ends up being a hockey trivia question, right? I mean, yesterday we did have that <laughs> UNC's national champion big fella, Eric Montross, the seven-footer, growing up in Indiana, actually played ice hockey. He told us that story on Sunday at PNC Arena. Yeah, so you say Vince Carter as it relates to hockey, and I'm doing the the Charlie Day meme where I've got the strings connecting tacks on the map on the the bulletin board because Vince Carter, like Eric Montross, played for the Toronto Raptors. And played for the North Carolina Tar Heels. Right. And they're both super famous for basketball, not (laughs) hockey. Now, I have no intel 
on Vince Carter's <laughs> hockey background. In fact, he grew up in Daytona Beach, Florida, Likely so I'm pretty sure not at all. Montross grew up in Indiana, where hockey is more popular. He did play for seven years at the youth level, but he got so tall, and more importantly, his feet got so big that they just didn't have any off-the-shelf skates for him anymore. And I guess Mr. and Mrs. Montross were not interested in customized skates for their growing teenage boy, who by that point was in the process of becoming a prep All-American in basketball. Signs with Dean Smith, two-time All-American, national champion in 1993 with the Tar Heels. And yes, when he was with the Toronto Raptors, the Raptors or the Maple Leafs, the crosstown hockey team north of the border in Toronto, got... Eric Montross, they learned about his hockey background. They found custom-made skates for his supersized adult feet like a decade into his NBA career. He said his feet were so banged up after surgeries and medical problems that he didn't often get to use those new skates. And, of course, it was far too late for him to turn into, would you want him as like an enforcer at right wing, seven-foot Eric Montross? If you could talk him into being mean enough. He's He's a nice guy. He's such a nice guy. He would check you, but he probably would not want to take advantage of his long wingspan and pummel you into oblivion. He's just not wired that way. I'm sure he was tough. You saw him play. I mean, he's a mild-mannered gentleman off the court, and he was great with any fans who asked him for selfies at PNC on Sunday. But, yeah, he he did not have any problem throwing his weight around and and playing with an edge for Dean Smith or in the NBA. So we could turn him into a seven-foot grinder. On a skill line, he would be the enforcer. Anybody touches Sebastian Ajo, you got a seven-footer to deal with. It is hard to fight on skates, but that's another problem for another day. Well, here's the Vince Carter connection to hockey. It comes in a roundabout way. Did you know that this weekend, and he got – Best of the weekend votes uh, for us as we play that game every Monday on the statewide David Glenn Show. Vince Carter made history over the summer when he signed that deal to return to the Atlanta Hawks and play in his 22nd NBA season, right? The 21-year club membership included not only Vince Carter, but Dirk Nowitzki of the Mavericks, Mavericks, Kevin Garnett, uh, Kevin Willis, Robert Parrish back in the day. But they all stepped away, retired after the 21, the, the year number 21. So Carter became the only guy ever to play in year number 22 at the NBA level. So he had already made history. Well, by playing over the weekend, Guess what? He entered a new decade, right? So Vince Carter became the first player in NBA history ever to play in four different decades because he left the Tar Heels at the end of the 90s, but he made it to the NBA just before the turn of the decade. So he played at the end of the 90s, of course, all the 2000s, the 20-teens, and now officially as of this weekend, he played in his first game of the new decade. So Vince Carter is the only guy in NBA history who has played in four different decades. Did you know that four other active players in the major North American sports also debuted in the 1990s? One is from the NFL, think kicker, and the other three are all from the NHL. Now, like Vince Carter, You better have made your debut at the end of the 90s, and you better have been a teenager while doing it, right, in in all likelihood. Because if you're still hanging around 22 years later or so, 
to get into your fourth decade, there are no examples in Major League Baseball. I don't know if your wheels were turning. You know, if big, sexy Bartolo Colon had been signed, he would have been a four-decade yeah. four MLB player. Nobody is a four-decade MLB player. Of course, the fourth decade just started. So, unless right, so there's a chance for Cologne to, to sign with a team. What is he, like 47 now or something yeah, yeah. like that? There's a chance. There's a chance. So He's you're saying there's a, a free chance. Agent. So there are three examples, active players in the NHL, who are playing in their fourth decade as we speak. Vince Carter, of course, is the example in the NBA. There is one example in the NFL. Active players, four decades, etc. The better way to put it, since some of these sports have not played a game in 2020, Active athletes in the four major North American sports who made their pro debuts or their top-level pro debuts in the 90s. Is that fairly well put? Yeah. Vince Carter yeah. made his NBA debut in the 90s and is still active in, in the 2020s now. Uh, three hockey players, one NFL player also made their NHL or NFL debut in the 90s, and yet they're still technically active as we speak, not officially retired. As we speak, anybody come to mind? Don't say it out loud because you already get to go to I've as got, many Canes games as you want to go. I've to. got one in mind, but I don't know don't that he's it currently loud. with a team. I'm not going to say. All right, it, you can I've, say it later. I've, I've got one in mind. Mike in Kernersville, have you been to any Canes games this this season yet? Oh yeah, I've been to about three or four this season already. That's what I like to hear. You, you get comfy down in the lower level, or where do you like to sit? Oh, yeah. I, uh, I like to sit in the lower level. For Excellent. Sure. That's, what we, that's the way we try to service folks who are Caniacs as we are here at the David Glenn Show. Uh, do you have a guess or two? Uh, you can take the NFL guy if you like, but in the spirit of winning Carolina Hurricanes tickets, I hope you're available this Friday. Is your, <laughs> is your social calendar full, Mike, or are you available? Oh, yeah, for sure. The girlfriend's going on a girls' weekend, so this works out perfect. All right, so you have a, do you have a buddy in mind, a family member in mind, or are you going to figure that out after you win these tickets? Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to kind of raffle it off. <laughs> well done. All right, so which NHL or NFL guy, like Vince Carter of the NBA, made his top-level pro debut in the 90s and is still technically considered an active player? Uh, let's go with uh, Joe Thornton from the Sharks. That is correct. Now, if I asked you for more, you have already won, Mike, in Kernersville. If I asked you for more, there are two other NHL guys that fit this description. One is a really tall man, not quite Eric Montrose tall, but one of the largest hockey players I've ever seen. He's really, really good. And, he, and when he's on skates, he's about as tall as Eric Montrose, actually. Um, nowadays with the Boston Bruins. Does that uh, give you a big enough hint? Yeah, I thought you were talking. To, you were going to ask about him at first because you were talking about how tall Montrose was. Right. But that's uh, Zdeno Chara. That's correct. So Chara also <laughs> debuted at the NHL level in the 90s and is still hanging on. Remember in the handshake line, Brenda Moore gave Zdeno Chara the ultimate sign of respect, man. I respect how you play. I respect how long you've done it. Getting that compliment from Rod Brindamore is as good as it gets because Brindamore is as well-respected as anybody I've ever seen in the sport of hockey. So that must have resonated well with Chara, especially since the Bruins had just beaten the Canes and, and Rod, always gracious, kind of tossed him that bouquet because there was a chance Chara would not come back, and yet here he is, man, just kind of ageless and timeless. The other correct answer is Patrick Marlowe. And, Darren, would you have known the NFL kicker? Or Mike in Kernersville, you can chime in if you know. 
He uh, he just he did participate in the NFL regular season that just ended. There was actually rumor after a slow start this year that he was going to retire. He chose not to retire, and he is the one NFL player who debuted in the '90s and is still kicking, literally, all these years later. Do you, either of you guys know who that is? Darren, you're always yeah. a winner. Mike, go ahead. Yeah, it's got to be the one guy with the white beard, so that's Vinatieri. That's correct, Adam Vinatieri. Mike with the sweep. Very well done, man. Now, you have fun raffling off your extra ticket with your buddies. Stay on the line because we're going to leave these at will call for you. So we'll need your full name, not on the air, but uh, when we put you on hold. And then don't forget to bring an ID. Every once in a while, Darren, I get a panicky call from the will call window. Somebody forgot to bring an ID. I mean, come on, it's the will call. You can't just say <laughs> I I know DG. You can't. You can just. I listen. That to works the David for me Lynch. a lot, but <laughs> it's not not going to work when there picking are, up from will. There call. are contexts in life, very narrow contexts, where I know DG can get you out of some trouble or can solve a problem. Those are narrow. Those are exceptions. When you win tickets and you need to pick them up at Will Call, definitely bring your ID and make sure it matches whatever name you give us. It just reduces the headache factor for everybody. 1-800-849-2761. There are other folks who have stretched over four different decades in various sports, but the active answers to those questions, Adam Vinatieri in the NFL, Patrick Marlowe, Joe Thornton, and Zdeno Chara in the NHL, and then Vince Carter, just made NBA history by playing in his first game of this new decade over the weekend. 1-800-849-2761. It's back to the NFL. You can chime in with questions or comments about the Canes as I head to PNC after today's show. They host the Flyers tonight. They're 2-2 two and two through the first four games of the seven-game homestand. The bigger picture, of course, is mostly about the NFL right now. What do you think of the Matt Rule hire? What do you want to know about him? Questions and comments are welcome as we pick over what is mostly a number of bad examples of great college coaches who tried to make the transition to the NFL. Again, there are exceptions and happy ones, even Super Bowl champion ones. Jimmy Johnson, Barry Switzer, and Pete Carroll among those. You can chime in with your questions or comments about Matt Rule being hired by David Tepper in Carolina, Joe Judge, the new guy for the New York Giants. We'll get you up to date on the Cleveland Browns search they actually had talked to some of the same targets that the Panthers and the uh, Dallas Cowboys and or the New York Giants had interviewed or at least talked to. The Browns are the only one in a holding pattern, and even Cleveland says it expects to announce its head coach by the coming weekend. Gary wants in on some NFL and or college football. You can jump in on college basketball with Duke, Wake, State, and Carolina all back in action tomorrow night. As Chris Patola mentioned, Virginia Tech is at Syracuse tonight. He has that game. Miami visits Louisville. UVA visits Boston. In college as ACC conference play really ramps back up here in mid-January. 1-800-849-2761. Big news in the NFL. The fifth full-time head coach in the history of the Carolina Panthers. Baylor's Matt Rule has a tough act to follow because Ron Rivera's nine-year track record, although it ended poorly, was the best in the history of this franchise. 1-800-849-2761. Torrey Holt, E.J. Manuel, and Chris Spatola in the books. That means you could be next. 1-800-849-2761 on The David Glenn Show. 
Megan Rapino is joining us on the David Glenn Show. Not everybody wants to sort of uh, back up Colin Kaepernick. Why are things like that important to you? I think it's all of our responsibility to try to make our country and our society and ultimately the world um, a place that is equal for everyone. This is The David Glenn Show. CN Sports. I'm Josh Zach. Multiple sources are reporting that the Carolina Panthers are set to hire Baylor coach Matt Rule as the team's next head coach. Who's Matt Rule and why Matt Rule? WCNC TV sports director Nick Carboni fills in those blanks. He's a guy that a lot of people think can make the transition to the NFL game. He's got experience in the NFL. He was an offensive line coach under Tom Coughlin with the New York Giants. He's a coach that players seem to really like and respect, but he's also somebody that commands a room, and I think that is a big part of why David Tepper was attracted to this candidate so much. The Panthers have yet to officially confirm rules higher. The injury bug continues to impact Duke's season. Wendell Moore Jr is the latest Blue Devil to miss time due to injury. Head coach Mike Krzyzewski spoke some about the injury during Monday's ACC coaches teleconference. It's the fourth metacarpal. We're on it right away. We think everything's going to be good, but it'll be out for a while. And he will not travel to uh, Georgia Tech. The school said Moore successfully underwent surgery Monday. He will be out indefinitely, but is expected to return this season. The Blue Devils taking on Georgia Tech tomorrow night. The Carolina Hurricanes are 5-5 five and five over their last 10 games, but they've won just two of their last seven, and they're currently riding a two-game skid. They're looking to stop the bleeding tonight when the Flyers limp into Raleigh. For the Flyers, tonight's game is the last frame of a six-game road trip in which they've lost four of five, including the last three straight. Rod Brindamore commented on tonight's matchup with a team that the Carolina Hurricanes have played twice this season and lost to twice this season. To me, same old story. They got the same old guys that you always got to watch and can really you know, kill you. But I think they're much deeper now than they've been in the past and, and a lot more uh, formidable team for sure. The Hurricanes 2-2 two and two through the first four games of a seven-game homestand in Raleigh. First face-off between the Canes and Flyers at 7 tonight from PNC Arena. This is NCN Sports. Whoa, long time no see. It's me, the Rock T-shirt in the back of your closet. Dude, remember? You crowd surfed in me, man. But you haven't worn me in like forever. I get it, you're retired, but I still got some rock left in me. So take me to Goodwill, where I can really make a difference. Your donations to Goodwill create jobs, training programs, and education assistance for people in your community. To find your nearest donation center, go to goodwill.org. Donate stuff. Create jobs. A message from Goodwill and the Ad Council. Hello, it's me, the designer jeans in the back of your closet. What happened to us? I used to summer in the Hamptons, and now I'm stuck behind a pair of sweats. Okay, maybe I never really fit you right, but I got a lot more Sunday fun days left in me. So take me to Goodwill, where I can really make a difference. Your donations to Goodwill create jobs, training programs, and education assistance for people in your community. To find your nearest donation center, go to Goodwill.org. Donate stuff. Create jobs. A message from Goodwill and the Ad Council. Hey, Dr. Phil here. I help people solve difficult and trying personal problems every day on my TV show. But there's one problem that's just got me stumped. Childhood hunger. Nearly 16 million children in America struggle with it. That's one in five kids who may not know where their next meal is coming from, despite the fact that there's more than enough healthy, nutritious food out there to feed them all. Now, I don't know about you, but that is unacceptable to me. 
Luckily, the Feeding America network of good people is out there collecting surplus food and giving hope to hungry children and their families at local food banks all across the country. But let's face it, they can't do it without your help. Join me in supporting Feeding America and your local food bank at feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. Together, we can solve hunger. Together, we're Feeding America. Take a look under your bed. Find stuff under there? What about jobs? No? Now try your basement. There's a pair of overalls that overall you're not so into anymore. A perfectly good laptop that hasn't sat in your lap in months. And even more stuff, but still no jobs? Well, you really have both. See, stuff is defined as household articles considered as a group. Sometimes this stuff is no longer needed. Wait, no longer needed? That can't be right. Because remember those jobs you were looking for? Those are really needed, and they're the stuff inside your stuff even inside that winter coat that moved with you to Phoenix. Our job is to unlock those jobs, and it starts when you donate your stuff to your local Goodwill. Here's how we do it. When you donate to Goodwill, we sell your stuff to provide job training for people right here in your community. So just by teaming up with Goodwill, you help create jobs. And isn't that worth parting with the leftover key tar from your 80s cover band? Goodwill. Donate stuff, create jobs. Find your nearest donation center at Goodwill.org. A message from Goodwill and the Ad Council. to the David Glenn Show. We do have lines open for the first time in a long time if you want in on college hoops. The big NFL news of the day. Baylor coach Matt Rule signing with your Carolina Panthers. The basic terms, according to ESPN's Adam Schefter, seven years, $60 million with incentives. It could rise all the way to seven years and $70 million. He was making, Matt Rule was, about $4 million a year with the Baylor Bears, a program he turned around very quickly, 1-11 in 2017 his first year, then 7-6, and six, and then an 11-1 regular season this year, certainly a hot commodity by any standard. Matt Rule in the process of making it official with your Carolina Panthers. What do you think of the hire? What do you want to know about Matt Rule? You can jump in on that. Here's one update I promised as we come back to Gary, who has another example of the prominent college coach who had success at that level, who tried to make the leap to NFL head coach. And as with most of the examples today, are exceptions. Jimmy Johnson, Barry Switzer, Pete Carroll, all won at the college level, jumped to the pros, and even won a Super Bowl or two in Jimmy Johnson's case while leading an NFL team. Far more examples, Steve Spurrier, Nick Saban, Butch Davis, Bobby Petrino, Lou Holtz, Chip Kelly, and more of really successful college coaches who did not work out very well at the pro level. You can be next with your question or comment. As the dominoes have fallen, and to a degree it's a game of musical chairs, right? Matt Rule was talking with the Giants, and David Tepper scooped him up by visiting Waco, Texas. I mean, there is that story floating around. Some think it's just the Giants planning the story to save face. But somebody or Matt Rule himself, maybe somebody on his behalf, reportedly called the Giants and say, said, hey, this is the deal I have in Carolina. You want to match it and send a plane and make this thing interesting? Uh, that sounds like it would come from the Giants side of the equation. But I don't think somebody would make that up out of whole cloth either. I am aware of situations where even if Matt Rule would feel two-faced by being eyeball to eyeball with David Tepper, getting this seven year deal that could be worth 
at least 60 million, maybe 70 million. And then when Tepper leaves the room, call the Giants and say, can you match this? I mean, a lot of these guys are cutthroat people, and David Tepper, being a former hedge fund guy, certainly is not new to the dog-eat-dog nature of the world in business and sports sometimes. But that would leave a sour taste in a lot of owners' mouths. Maybe, though, it's an agent or somebody else saying, hey, my guy just got offered seven years and almost you know, 60 to $70 million from the Panthers. What can you counter with? That does happen. And I remind folks who wonder about such relationships, what can an owner say on behalf of, or what can an agent say, rather, on behalf of a coach? As we come to Gary, when Josh McDaniels accepted the Indianapolis Colts job, Remember, he and he's one of the guys still standing on the coaching carousel, right? Washington has Ron Rivera. The Cowboys have Mike McCarthy. The Panthers have Matt Rule. The Giants have Joe Judge. And now Cleveland is still lingering out there. Josh McDaniels is also lingering out there. He had that two-year run with the Broncos more than a decade ago. He was like 32 years old, hired by the Broncos as the wonderkind, first-time head coach, and he flopped. He was fired before the end of his second year. Uh, but he had already spent eight years with the Patriots at that point as an assistant coach. Josh McDaniels, by the way, has been a part of all eight Belichick-Brady Super Bowl championships. All eight. I mean, excuse me, all six of those championships. So eight years with the Patriots. Then he gets the Broncos job in 2009. He was hired by the Colts two years ago at this time. Coaching carousel spins in January and sometimes into February. The Indianapolis Colts had Josh McDaniels as their head coach. Do you remember this? And then he said, sorry, I changed my mind. Do you know what his agent did? His agent cut ties with Josh McDaniels. Why? Because if you're the agent and you iron out the deal, I have my guy, right? And the agent says, yes. I have my guy at this number of years, at this number of dollars, right? And you have to be able to trust the agent when he says yes. Otherwise, if an agent is not a true extension of the player or the coach, how can you trust anything he or she says? So the agent cuts the deal, and Josh McDaniels bails on the deal, and the agent says, I can't work with you anymore because what NFL owner is going to trust me given that I just walked you all the way down the aisle with the Indianapolis Colts, and after we shook hands and everybody kissed the bride, you bailed making me look like my word is no longer trustworthy. That's what's in play, perhaps, as Matt Rule, mayor, you know, or his representative, perhaps placed that phone call to the New York Giants. Again, who knows? Maybe it's just a plant. Here's where the Browns find themselves. They have talked to Eric Bieniemy, Chiefs offensive coordinator, who was also interviewed by the Panthers. They've spoken with Ravens offensive coordinator Greg Roman, maybe the hottest name, and yet because the Ravens are plenty busy preparing for the playoffs right now, he may, maybe hasn't had as much time to think about his next stop. Robert Saleh is the defensive coordinator of the Niners, also has his hands full with game planning, but he has talked to the Browns. Jim Schwartz of the Eagles, no longer alive in the playoffs, the defensive coordinator, is interviewing with the Browns tomorrow. Vikings offensive coordinator Kevin Stefanski, who was also on the Panthers list, is scheduled to interview with the Browns Thursday, and Josh McDaniels on Friday. Now, the timetable may change because as in the game of musical chairs, when you see others making commitments, you know, the Panthers talked to Mike McCarthy. 
sometimes you just leave it open-ended. Hey, we're going to call you back after we talk to more people. And then, boom, maybe David Tepper finds out the way you and I find out that Mike McCarthy's signing with the Cowboys. We may never know where he was on the Panthers' pecking order. The Browns have to feel a little tight right now. Giants, Panthers, Washington, Dallas all have their guys. The Browns, who have been just a dysfunction junction for a long time, don't have their man, still have some intriguing candidates. But since Matt Rule was on their radar and now he's off the board, uh, Joe Judge is off the board, whatever that might be worth. Mike McCarthy, according to some, was one of the Browns' top choices for the owner, Jimmy Haslam. He's off the board with the Dallas Cowboys, of course. Uh, Who knows? Maybe Josh McDaniels gets another gig, or maybe too many people frown on the Browns' opportunity uh, in a way that they were more excited to join, say, the deep-pocketed David Tepper here in Charlotte. Gary, welcome to the David Glenn Show. You have another good example of a successful college coach who tried to make the jump to the NFL, but if I remember correctly, this one didn't work out all that well either. It, it did not, unfortunately. Uh, good afternoon, David. Thank you for taking my call. Sure. I am thinking back to John Makovic, who coached Wake Forest in the early 80s and was actually Wake Forest quarterback in the same backfield in his day with Brian Piccolo. And um, Makovic left Wake. Um, after a short turnaround in the early 80s, had a cup of coffee as the quarterback coach for the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, with Tom Landry, right? Correct, under Tom Landry. Then had a four-year stint with the Kansas City Chiefs. He had a losing record, but in his final year, they were 10-6 and and made the playoff. And then he returned to college coaching with Illinois, Texas, and Arizona after his NFL stint. He now is coaching some entity in Italy from what I have looked up. And by the way, haven't times changed? Can you imagine a Wake Forest head coach right now, Dave Clawson? You're not being lured away to be a quarterback's coach in the National Football League, right? John Makovic was lured away from Wake Forest by Tom Landry, the legendary head coach of the Cowboys, just to be the quarterback's coach. I mean, we talk a lot about how in the old days, of course, all NFL franchises could wildly outbid any college program for the services of a head coach. Like when when Lou Holtz was the coach at William & Mary and then at NC State, and then he gets the big-dollar offer. Like, those are not apples to apples. It's not which do I like better, dealing with 18- to 22-year-olds or dealing with grown men. It's the NFL team can pay a huge multiple of what any college team could have paid back then. Well, the dynamics of college athletics have changed so much that there are 6 and 8 and $10 million a year college basketball coaches and college football coaches now, just as there are 6 and 8 and $10 million a year pro coaches. You know, look at that. Matt Rule of the Panthers is going to make almost $9 million a year in the worst-case scenario and about $10 million a year in the best-case scenario from David Tepper. Baylor was paying him $4 million a year, so it's still a jump. 
but you're not finding nowadays a power five coach leaving his post for a position coach job in the National Football League. The money has grown too much in the college game compared to the pro game that that's just not going to happen anymore. It did happen with John Makovic, who ended up on that Steve Spurrier, Nick Saban, Butch Davis, Bobby Petrino, Lou Holtz, Chip Kelly list of successful college guys who just didn't quite make it in the NFL. John and Winston-Salem, you're next on the David Glenn Show. Go right ahead. Hey, David, how you doing? Doing great, man. Good to have you with us. Uh, yeah, um, about the Matt Rule hiring for the Carolina Panthers, yeah. it could be more of a, uh, what people fail to realize, it could be more of a uh, John Harbaugh situation after he got uh, hired from Stanford instead of being, uh, Nick, instead of it ended up like a Nick Saban. Uh, he could um, come in and actually make Cam Newton. Yeah, you mean Jim Har- Yeah, Jim Harbaugh. Jim Harbaugh, now at Michigan, back in the college game, was very successful at Stanford, and you're absolutely right. He is an example of a guy who had a lot of success in the NFL with the San Francisco 49ers. So he's not a Jimmy Johnson, Barry Switzer, Pete Carroll Super Bowl champion, but Jim Harbaugh was really good at Stanford, really good with the 49ers, pretty good with the Michigan Wolverines, but I think they're getting tired of watching him lose to Ohio State. That's another good example. We'll see. Jim is also in Winston-Salem, and next up on the David Glenn Show, go right ahead. Hey, DJ, this is Jim. Hey, man, what's going on? Not much. Um, One of the coaches I was thinking about, uh, successful at Penn State, cleaning up after uh, Joe Paterno and and made the transition to the uh, Houston Texans, is Bill O'Brien. Interesting one. I'm trying. I got to know Bill O'Brien when he was at Georgia Tech in Maryland as a college assistant coach. I think he was even at Duke for a year or two uh, a while back. And then I lost touch with him when he jumped to the Patriots. And yeah, so he went what Patriots assistant to Penn State head coach, uh, and then back to the Texans. So he's a little different because he spent so much time in the NFL as an assistant coach that. These other guys, like Lou Holtz, had no NFL background when he jumped way back when. Steve Spurrier had no NFL background when he jumped. I guess he had some USFL on his resume when he jumped to to Washington in the NFL. Nick Saban had no NFL on his resume. Bill Bill O'Brien is a little bit of a hybrid because I don't remember the entire sort of uh, biography, but he was with Bill Belichick for five, six, seven years, I think before Penn State hired him to be the Nittany Lions head coach. And then he did get that opportunity, obviously, with Houston in the NFL. He is, what, six years into his time with the Texans and does have them in the playoffs for the fourth time in those six years. They're hoping for more playoff or postseason success, but uh, Deshaun Watson helped him take a step in that direction this past weekend. I have a feeling the underdogs are going to bite the dust in the NFL playoffs on the AFC side of the bracket this weekend, I think Baltimore and KC are just going to be too good. In the NFC, I think it's going to be fun to watch, man. I know the Niners look on paper to be the best of the NFC. Would any result surprise you in the NFC playoffs this weekend? Is there one that you'd bet your life on the way I'd be surprised if the Ravens lost to the Titans or I'd be surprised if the Chiefs also at home lost to the Texans. NFC, Vikings go to the 49ers? I don't know. 
You want Kirk Cousins or you want Jimmy Garoppolo? I, I know the Niners have a better defense, but the Vikings have a good one. I know the Niners have a good running game, but so do the Vikings with Dalvin Cook, right? Similarly, Seahawks at Packers. Seattle just went to Philly and beat the Eagles. The Packers earned their bye, but I don't see a big gap between Seattle and Green Bay either. I think after four close games this past weekend two of them in overtime all four decided by a margin of victory of a single possession i think the nfc is going to offer us more close games i'll be surprised if the afc offers us the same 1-800-849-2761 we'll have a last call for phone calls on the other side tory holt and ej Manuel have given their two cents as former college stars and former nfl players on matt rules jump from the baylor bears to the carolina panthers chris patola dropped by to talk about college basketball you can chime in on the canes hosting the flyers tonight college hoops with big games tonight and more involving our state's teams tomorrow night and the big news of the nfl day your carolina panthers have a brand new head coach dom capers was an nfl guy george seifert was an nfl guy john fox was an nfl guy Ron Rivera was an NFL guy. Those are the only four full-time head coaches in the history of the franchise that calls the Carolinas home. They're trying the road less traveled with the Baylor Bears coach, Matt Rule. He has one and only one year of NFL experience as an assistant in his 21-year coaching resume. He is a college guy through and through, for the most part, a former walk-on linebacker for Joe Paterno at Penn State, who after graduation as a scholar-athlete and an academic all-Big Ten guy with the Nittany Lions, jumped right into assistant coaching, spent four years here in North Carolina with the Catamounts of Western Carolina University, worked with a guy named Kent Briggs, who also was a former Wolfpack assistant coach. So he's returning to a state that he got to know a little bit when he was in Cullowee for those four years. 1-800-849-2761. Lines open for the first time in a long time, so you can be next by dialing 1-800-849-2761 on the David Glenn Show. Coach Lou Holtz is joining us. What can you tell us about those four seasons in Raleigh? Everybody from North Carolina calling us Blue U and Agriculture U. And I remember walking in the press conference saying, I want everybody in the state to understand agriculture is better than no culture. Stay with us on the David Glenn Show. At AT&T, we believe that access to affordable home internet brings you incredible opportunities. You can enjoy the power to explore a digital world of possibilities and connect with family, friends, and the things that matter most. That's why there's access from AT&T. If a member of your household is a SNAP participant, you may qualify for home internet at a discounted rate of $10 a month or less. No commitment, no deposit, no installation fee. Plus, get an in-home Wi-Fi gateway included at no extra cost. Call 1-855-220-5211 or visit att.com slash access now to learn more. SNAP refers to the Federal Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program. Pricing excludes taxes and fees. Includes one terabyte of data per month. Data overage charges apply. For details about data allowance, go to att.com slash internet dash usage. Geographic and service restrictions apply. 
joined the Carolina Hurricanes to celebrate Whalers Night on Saturday, January 11th at 7 p.m. as they honor their heritage with a clash against the L.A. Kings. The Canes will throw it back on the ice in their legendary green sweaters. For all of your Whalers Night details, visit hurricanes.com slash promotions and don't miss a busy January at PNC Arena. For the full schedule and to get your tickets, visit hurricanes.com slash tickets. Who is the North Carolina High School Athletic Association? We are over 200,000 student athletes. We are dedicated educators, coaches, and mentors. We are your neighbors and friends that put on the striped shirts and officiate the games you love every week. We are 419 member high schools from small towns and big cities, anywhere from Murphy to Mantio. We are making a difference and building leaders of communities for the next generation. Who are we? We are high school. We are the NCHSAA. 2020, another big year for North Carolina politics. Republicans and Democrats battling for the state's electoral votes, competing for the governor's mansion, control of the General Assembly, the top job in the state Supreme Court. Carolina Journal covers all the action. Available each month as a free newspaper, every day online at carolinajournal.com. Carolina Journal, your best source for government news that affects you. Visit carolinajournal.com today. Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. Last call for phone calls. College basketball, Carolina Hurricanes, college football, great guests, NFL, head coaching dominoes continue to fall. Baylor's Matt Rule. This is the road less traveled for sure. For the Panthers individually, it is their first hitching of the wagon to a guy who truly made a name for himself as a college head coach. Now he's dealing with grown men. We actually have audio of Matt Rule talking to the Texas High School Coaches Association. He focuses on toughness. Darren, you have this audio ready to go? You can only go so far with pep rally style chants when you become an NFL head coach. Now, I'm not trying to sabotage Matt Rule's jump to this level. We have pointed out all day long that Steve Spurrier and Nick Saban and Butch Davis and Bobby Petrino and Lou Holtz and Chip Kelly and others, while very successful at the college level, some of those guys true legends of the game in college football, none of them was a success story in the NFL as a head coach. They're just different enough jobs that you can't assume success at the higher level because of even legendary success at the college level. Now, Matt Rule, you can listen to him here. He loves toughness. It's one of his favorite words. In fact, you want to talk about building a culture? As we go to Bernie and Apex and more of your calls on the NFL, college football, college basketball, and Carolina Hurricanes headlines of the day, 1-800-849-2761. It's one thing to say toughness, and you'll hear the energy in Matt Rule's voice from this speech he gave in front of the Texas high school football coaches. It's another thing to show how much you value toughness as a coach. Anybody can give a speech, right? At Baylor, and I believe he carried this with him from Temple, apparently single-digit numbers are in demand. Do you know how you got one at the college level? I didn't know the kids loved the single-digit numbers. I didn't know that was a thing. But apparently it is. And Matt Rule had his Baylor players vote on who are the toughest players on this team as they show such things in practice, during games, and with their preparation and the way they lead their lives. Who exemplifies toughness the most 
in the eyes of these, you know, 80-some scholarship players plus walk-ons. So you collect all the votes, and whoever got the most votes at Baylor from the guys who see them all the time, coaches aren't watching them 24 hours a day, their own teammates and colleagues, whoever got the most votes from their own Baylor teammates got their pick of uniform numbers. And again, the single-digit numbers seem to fly out the window most quickly. But he turned it into that kind of an incentive, and he turned it into an accountability issue. Well, if you know your buddies, the guys who watch you while the coaches can't watch you, if they're voting on this and you get your pick of numbers, single-digit or otherwise, that is a coach putting his money where his mouth is, in a sense, saying, I'm not just telling you how and why to value toughness. This is how we're doing it at Temple and at Baylor. Here was Matt Rule talking to the Texas High School Coaches Association. I want them to have a couple core values, and one of them is toughness. And it's a word that people hear and people talk about, but not many young people really know what it means. I tell our guys, toughness is the mental and physical strength. It's strength, mental and physical strength, to do what you're supposed to do, no matter what the circumstance, no matter how hard it is, no matter what the conditions are, no matter how you feel. And it's strength. It's not, a, it's not a talent, it's a skill, it's something that you can develop. And I want our kids, I want them to leave and learn all kinds of things, but I want to make sure that they're tough. That they don't make excuses and they don't let other people make excuses for them. That they don't let the strain of life break them. I mean, it can bend them sometimes. We all know that, man, life hits us, football hits us, and it makes us bend, it makes us weary, but we can't break. And if they don't learn it now in high school football, if they don't learn about toughness from you and from me and from us in college football and high school football, when are they going to learn it? If not from us, from who? So as I leave here and I'm on this mission to have a tough football team, I just want to encourage you. We got to make sure that the game that we leave behind is the game that we love. Football is the greatest game in the world because you take your two hands and you put them on another man and you move him where he doesn't want to go. As my college coach, Coach Paternal, used to say, it's the greatest game because you knock someone down, you help them back up, and then you knock them down again. And I didn't do a lot of knocking down all the time when I was a player, so I think it's a great game because when I got knocked down, I learned to get up. And that's what I want my kids to understand because they're growing up in a society where they could just hit restart. Or if they don't like what I'm saying, they can just stop texting. And I want them to learn these lessons. And part of that is being physical. Each and every day is in my job. People tell me like, it's not okay to be quite as physical anymore and all, all these things. And I say, no, we can't leave the game behind. It's just seven on seven. It's a little Southern style preacher in Matt Rule's voice yeah, there, right? Yeah. I mean, he's from New York City, so you can hear just a little New York accent in there. But he sounded like a preacher as he was talking to the Texas High School Football Coaches Association. I think that was within the last year or so. He turns 45 years old later this month, born and raised in New York City. When he was a teenager, his family moved to State College, PA, home of the Penn State Nittany Lions. He played high school football there as a star linebacker and then was an invited walk-on under the legendary coach Joe Paterno that he referenced there in his speech. He did play not much, but did play for the the Nittany Lions. He was a three-time Penn State scholar athlete 
and he was academic all Big Ten back in 1997, went into coaching almost immediately after finishing his poli-sci degree at Penn State. Again, master's degree in educational psychology at one of his coaching stops, the University of Buffalo. Uh, David Tepper and he apparently connected on a whole lot of levels, football, intellectually, passion, toughness, and all the rest. Good to hear Matt Rule in his own words. We'll get more of him, of course, as the Panthers officially introduce him as their head coach in the coming days. 1-800-849-2761. I am up against final thoughts and TV picks as we come down the stretch next. I don't want those damn dookies rooting for us. They've hated all year long. Let them go right on hate. If the situation were reversed, I would hope they would lose by 100. You're in fantasy land if you ever think NC State's going to make it back to the national championship game. So just forget that right now. Go to hell, Carolina. Go to hell. Keeping the peace in NC on the David Glenn Show. CN Sports. I'm Josh Zach. Multiple sources are reporting that the Carolina Panthers are set to hire Baylor coach Matt Rule as the team's next head coach. Who is Matt Rule and why Matt Rule? WCNC TV sports director Nick Carboni fills in those blanks. He's a guy that a lot of people think can make the transition to the NFL game. He's got experience in the NFL. He was an offensive line coach under Tom Coughlin with the New York Giants. He's a coach that players seem to really like and respect, but he's also somebody that commands a room, and I think that is a big part of why David Tepper was attracted to this candidate so much. The Panthers have yet to officially confirm rules higher. The injury bug continues to impact Duke's season. Wendell Moore Jr is the latest Blue Devil to miss time due to injury. Head coach Mike Krzyzewski spoke some about the injury during Monday's ACC coaches teleconference. It's the fourth metacarpal. We're on it right away. We think everything's going to be good, but he'll be out for a while, and he will not travel to uh, Georgia Tech. The school said Moore successfully underwent surgery Monday. He will be out indefinitely, but is expected to return this season. The Blue Devils taking on Georgia Tech tomorrow night. The Carolina Hurricanes are 5-5 five and five over their last 10 games, but they've won just two of their last seven, and they're currently riding a two-game skid. They're looking to stop the bleeding tonight when the Flyers limp into Raleigh. For the Flyers, tonight's game is... The last frame of a six-game road trip in which they've lost four of five, including the last three straight. Rod Brindamore commented on tonight's matchup with a team that the Carolina Hurricanes have played twice this season and lost to twice this season. To me, same old story. they got the same old guys that you always got to watch and can really you know, kill you. But I think they're much deeper now than they've been in the past and, and a lot more uh, formidable team for sure. The Hurricanes 2-2 two and two through the first four games of a seven-game homestand in Raleigh. First face-off between the Canes and Flyers at 7 tonight from PNC Arena. This is NCN Sports. Excuse me. I know you have a 9 o'clock, so I'll keep this short. I'm the business suit in the back of your closet. You wore me nearly every day before your office went, quote, casual. I used to be the CEO of your closet. Now I'm just that one intern no one ever talks to. I always thought you'd circle back with me. Get granular. Keep me in the pipeline. But nada. Nothing. Don't you remember the McKittrick presentation? You spilled coffee on me, and I still looked amazing during the breakout talkback Q&A. So I think it's time for me to move on. I've got a great resume, and I absolutely crush it in interviews, okay? Let's make this a clean break. Shift the paradigm. The only thing I ask is that you think outside the box here and do this. Take me to Goodwill, where I can really make a difference. Your donations to Goodwill create new jobs, training programs, and education assistance for people in your community. To find your nearest donation center, go to goodwill.org. Donate stuff. Create jobs. 
a message from Goodwill and the Ad Council. Hi, I'm Danica Patrick. Watching my nieces grow, play, and learn is amazing, but not every child gets to be carefree. One in six kids in the U.S. are hungry. This breaks my heart, and it's something that Feeding America is working to change. Each year, the Feeding America network of food banks rescues billions of pounds of good food that would have gone to waste and gives it to families in need. To help, visit feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. Hi, we're the Goo Goo Dolls. We're fortunate that our daughters have what they need to grow and learn. But that isn't the case for nearly 13 million kids in the U.S. that struggle with hunger. Childhood hunger is a heartbreaking reality that Feeding America is working to change. Each year, the Feeding America network of food banks rescues billions of pounds of good food that would have gone to waste and provides it to families and children in need. You can help kids in need in your community by visiting feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. Whoa. The moment my son saw a redwood tree. It's huge! Is the moment I knew that for him. You can't even see the top of that thing! Even the sky has no limit. There are some moments only the forest can inspire. Find yours at discovertheforest.org. Learn about forests near you and discover cool things to do when you go. Your moment is out there. Find it at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. A ranger station. I'd like to report a bear hug. Okay. I put out my campfire and Smokey Bear hugged me. So you drowned the fire, you stirred it, drowned it again, and felt that it was cold? Uh-huh. Yeah, but he's just letting you know you did good. Bear hug from Smokey Bear. Status update. I'm going to let you go now. There are many ways to start a fire, but one sure way to put it out. Learn how you can do your part at SmokeyBear.com. Sponsored by the U.S. Forest Service Ad Council and your state forester. Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. We are coming down the stretch on today's program. And down the stretch they come. TV picks include, if you can't get there in person, Flyers at Hurricanes, 7 o'clock, Fox Sports Carolinas. I will see you at PNC Arena if you're headed to watch in person. UVA Boston College on the ACC Network. Virginia Tech Syracuse on the ACC Network. Miami and Louisville, a 7 o'clock start on ESPN2. There's an NBA TV doubleheader, Thunder at Nets and Knicks at Lakers and a lot more college basketball. Kentucky and Georgia go at it. Ohio State and Maryland, a nice matchup on ESPN from Big Ten country. That's another 7 o'clock start. A little hockey beyond Flyers Canes among your other options. Hope you enjoy those games. Matt Rule is the new head coach of the Carolina Panthers. More on that story with more NFL playoff coverage throughout the week. Thanks to Tory Holt, NC State and NFL legend for dropping by EJ Manuel from the ACC Network, Chris Spatola from ESPN. We will turn you loose on hockey and hoops and hope to see you tomorrow on the David Glenn Show. Mr. President Barack Obama, welcome to the David Glenn Show. How are you? David, it's great to be on. It's wonderful to, to talk to the folks in North Carolina. I always say uh, I love the state of North Carolina, love the people of North Carolina. Even the folks who don't support me down there are nice to me. The David Glenn Show. NCN News, I'm Bruce Farrell. President Trump has threatened to target 52 Iranian cultural sites if the country retaliates for the killing of one of its top generals. That would be considered a war crime. CBS News correspondent Weiji Jiang tells us that 
It has been contradicted by other members of the president's administration. Secretary of State Pompeo claims that all the sites that are being reviewed, uh, you know, if they were to be attacked, would follow international law. Department of, uh, of Defense Secretary Mark Esper also indicated that he would not execute any order that did not as well, even though you have the president saying that he is all well and good and ready to go after these sites. A man accused of attempting to kill a woman shot and killed after a chase across three counties. Suspects started this morning in Rowan County. Deputies began a chase that went through Davidson County before officers were able to stop him near the North Carolina Zoo in Randolph County. The sheriff says deputies opened fire and the man was pronounced dead at the scene. If you're starting to feel a scratchy throat or a runny nose, you may soon have to stay away from some hospitals. Restrictions for visitors due to an increase in flu levels are starting to take effect. And with peak flu season still ahead, hospitals in the eastern part of the state and elsewhere are starting to take precautions. Carteret Healthcare's Valerie Payne spoke to WITN. We restrict uh, visitors when we see increases in flu locally, and we also monitor state and national trends. CDC says as of last week, more than 4.5 million people nationwide have been diagnosed with the flu, 10 of those cases leading to death here in North Carolina so far this season. Jury selection continues in Harvey Weinstein's sexual assault trial in New York. This after a judge denied a defense request for a cooling off period the morning after prosecutors in Los Angeles brought new charges against him. The 67-year-old disgraced movie titan shuffled into the courthouse today using a walker. You're listening to NCN News.